0: I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the winged scourge that pecks at your nightmares. I am Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. Hello and welcome to episode 521 of Under the Call of MS. This is a reviews and previews episode. I'm going to talk about some comics, then we're going to get into the Next round of goodies coming out in the next few months that you can pick up at your comic shops. And we're going to start it out. First up, Barbaric Hell to Pay, number one. This run has been a lot of fun. It's from Vault Comics. Yeah. I have my pages stuck together, so I can't get... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alright, yep. Michael Morrissey is the writer, Nathan Gooden is the artist, Addison Duke is the colorist, Jim Campbell is the letterer. Barbaric is back and headed straight to hell. In an all new arc so big and bloody it's getting an extra issue. While Owen tames a dragon with an old friend, Sorn and Steele cross paths with someone else from our cursed barbarian's past. Who isn't looking nearly as friendly? Hell hath no fury like a woman stabbed through the heart by an ugly fucking orc. Oh, wait. Who's carrying axe? Yeah, our witch friend's got axe still left over from the last runs. And, oh, I got a staple that's in a weird position that's gonna end up ruining my comic. But, yeah. This is as fun as all the barbaric runs have been so far. We get to meet some people in here from the past. And ones that bring in some curiousness, trying to figure out what their relationship is to Owen and stuff and the Axe and our Axe. Character is very happy in this episode, slicing up orcs, getting all kinds of blood to fulfill his drunken lust for the blood. And we get some other storyline fallback in here to teach us a little bit more about our characters. And our characters get imprisoned and have to find their way out of that, and we also get to step back into hell to see what Owen's been up to, see who he's been interacting with, and hopefully we'll get Owen out of hell eventually and back to where he belongs with the pack, but yeah, Barbaric is a lot of fun, Bolt Comics. Hell to pay is the name of this run. Check it out. It's going to get a lot bloodier and a lot funner, I'm sure, as it goes on. Next up, another warrior with a whole different weapon. (laughs) Bonnier the Aromatic, number four, by Keen Spot Entertainment. Japanese Sensations. Paiatacho delivers the next glorious installment of everyone's favorite treasure-hunting beauty, Bonnier the Aromatic. This time, Bonnie and Doc are hired by a mysterious man to kill all the zombies on Zombie Island, a task not too difficult for our valiant heroes. But to Doc's dismay, Bonnie doesn't want to do it using her armpit smell. Mystery abounds, and valuable, valuable heirlooms await in this exciting zombie-packed issue. Edited by Eric Klaus, from Ninjas and Robots. Uh, this is done by Keen Spot Entertainment. And our stinky little armpit girl has to deal with the zombies with this interesting little character that's running Zombie Island. We get another character that makes an appearance along here and our stinky little odoriffous girl wants to be considered a treasure hunter, not a stinky pit killer. (laughs) So she does what she can to make a name for herself and it's just a fun, interesting Look at a new way to take out your enemies. Through the stench. From your pits. (laughs) But yeah. it's, It's been a very interesting run. To say the least. The writing. At times is a little confusing. But. I'm starting to get that with almost every comic. I pretty much can say three-quarters of the comics I've read in the past couple weeks had spelling mistakes, and that just drives me crazy. It's not that hard to proofread a comic, for Christ's sakes. It doesn't take that long, so get it right the first time. i hate when they have spelling mistakes and i hate when the artist makes people look different throughout the pages it's like those two things drive me crazy but what you gonna do i just read them i don't make them so i can't bitch too much but i can stop buying them (laughs) all right creep show number five this run was a lot of fun Based off the Hobo Max series, but mini series finale, the creep scares up two all new standalone stories in this star studded anthology based on the hit Shutter TV series, Steve Orlando and Mariana Ignazi. Scare up a sensational yarn about a young man who will go the extreme lengths to retain his youth. I was thinking this is an HBO Max series. But I guess this is on Shudder, which bums me out because I was going to get Hobo Max because of it <laughs> next month. But maybe I'll get Shudder instead. We'll see. But, uh, they scare up a sensational yarn about a young man who will go to extreme lengths to retain his youth. Clay McLeod Chapman, an exciting newcomer, and Citria invite you to a debutante ball so horrifying you'll be crawling out of your own skin. <clears throat> yeah, this is an interesting look at the debutante ball story and the aging story. Basically, watch what you ask for and in the long run, it could just end up harming you in a different way because you might find out the reality of punishment that you're going to get for wishing for something that's beyond your Means. And you should know. If there's a. Twist. Or a plot. Or a Punishment. Along the way. For something that you wish for. That punishment is going to come. To fruition eventually. So. Watch what you ask for. You might regret it. Next up. We got Dark Ride, number four, issue four from Image Comics. Williamson and Bresson have crafted some truly horrifying attractions. And you're going to want to get a seat right up front. James Tinney in the fourth. There, that's... A quote from James Tinney IV. The secret of Arthur Dante's deal with the devil is revealed. Now Halloween and Sam, heirs to the Empire, must decide whose side they're really on. In this issue, we're still dealing with the girl searching for her brother that's gone missing. And we just so happen to find him and find some weird, scary goofiness along the way with our little amusement park uh, what do you call them? Mascots. That are kind of creepy. Kind of bloody. Kind of strange. But yeah, the story gets us a little bit more information of what's all happening, what's all going on. And even though the sun's the main controller of the Amusement Park. It looks like the daughters got more of a hand in it than anybody knows. So definitely fun. All right. The final one we're gonna talk about is Darkwing Duck number one. I was happy to see that they brought this back. Written by Amanda Delbert. Or Dibert. This is by Dynamite Comics. Art by Carlo Loro. Cover by David Nakam. Oh, that's... There's so many covers, so you can't say that. He is the terror that flaps in the night. He is the ferocious fowl who plucks the evil eye. From the face of foul play, he is Darkwing Duck. Alongside his trusty sidekick, Launchpad McQuack, Darkwing Hyper Vigilante defends St. Canard from the dastardly devilish demons who would ra- wage wanton war by night. Our cap- cape defender lurks in the shadows. Striking fear and maybe confusion in the heart of the criminal underworld. But by day, no one suspects that Darkwing is also mild-mannered Drake Mallard, a well-meaning father to his adorable adopted daughter, Goslin. Can Darkwing successfully navigate his two separate lives, all while looking incredibly cool and impossibly handsome? Hint, probably not. But, you'll have to read to find out. This was a fun reintroduction to Darkwing Duck. And of course, Launchpad and Gosling are helping him along the way. Thankfully, or Darkwing probably wouldn't survive the week. But, yep, this was fun. Dealing with an electrified menace. And that... Happens to ruin a little presentation for Darkwing with a statue that they're offering. Goslin wants a cell phone. Darkwing doesn't want her to have one yet. She's too young for it. Thankfully, didn't get her one because something happens to everybody that's on a cell phone. And it's an interesting little twist on a story. It teaches a little lesson along the way, which is always fun. But, yeah, that's great. All ages fun. That, the Gargoyles Run, both kind of came out back to back. The reintroduction to each with many different covers for each. (laughs) But I bought a couple covers just because. That, That was it for our reviews. Now let's get to our previews right after this. It is time, that time, to talk about things coming out in the future. And we're going to start out with 007 for King and Country number 1 by Dynamite Entertainment. An all-new nail-biting bond mission from superstar Philip Kennedy Johnson and Giorgio Spalenta, accused of murder on British soil. James Bond has been branded a traitor by his own government. As M sends the entire 00 division after 007, Bond must go underground with only one ally. Gwendolyn Gon. 003, another traitor, presumed dead, secretly on a clandestine mission with global implications. It's like they always talked about doing a whole new Bond with like a female Bond and stuff like that. I'm fine with, but why does it have to be 007? Why can't it be 003 or something like that? And you can still call it Bond, just a different number. it always got to be the same person, the same identity, and then just change all their races and sexes and everything with them and do every type of version that you can. It's like, no, just come up with a different one. And is 007 that great of a name? Uh, No, I think he came up with other ones that were just as much fun. But I'm not a producer, so what do I know? All right, Action Tank, Volume 2, Number 1 by Scoot Launch. Scoot, children of Earth. your moment has arrived. This full-color blockbuster is the perfect jumping-on point and comes packed with spaceships, galactic warlords, robot henchmen, a brief history of Neptune, the solar system's favorite talking unicorn, and a courageous human boy who's just trying to get home in time for his mom's spaghetti. Carbonara. Carbonara. Ages 7 to 12. So I guess I can't read it. Not allowed to. I'm too old. Uh, Alien, Volume 3, Number 1. Superstars Declan Shelby and Andrea Ricardo take Alien to bone-chilling new depths. Scientist Bacha Zahn will do just about anything to get her family off the icy moon where they've been conducting research on water conservation. But there's more than glacial springs to find in this forgotten corner of the galaxy. When they discover an extraordinary organism buried in the ice, it won't take long for tensions to heat up. What is hidden in the snow comes forth in the thaw, and no one will be welcoming this spring. A new era of alien starts here. And does that really sound like a new alien story? Not to me. it's kind of like looking at the Predators frozen in the ground thing and just turning it into the alien storyline. And it's not, that's not new. I mean, come on, people. When you sit there and say it's something special, something new, uh, then let's impress me. Uh, All Eight Eyes, number one. This is by Dark Horse Comics. I don't know if I've been saying where the companies, what companies are doing the other ones, but oh well. In the Forgotten Corners of Post 9-11, New York City. Skittering shapes in the darkness prey on the people society leaves behind. College dropout Vin Spencer floats through life in a drug and party-fueled haze. Until one terrible night sweeps him into a drifter's reckless war against the giant eight-legged horrors stalking the city. Jaws meets arachnophobia in a new version of creature feature terror from Eisner nominated writer Steve Foxe and Dread inspired artist Piotr Kowalski. I mean, basically, it's giant spiders taking over the city. Yeah. We're not going to last that. it's you're not going to win that war. They have these little cable guys, characters out that can hold your charging cables and stuff. And you got some special, special superhero character holding your charging cables for you. <laughs> and they're by Exquisite Gaming. They have an amazing Spider-Man one. I'll have more to talk about in the future, I'm sure. I thought I put a few in my list. Uh, We got Ancient Enemies, The Wrath and Son, Number One one One-Shot, by Frank Miller Presents. Following events from Ancient Enemies in this special one-shot, Rosemary Reed, the original Wraith, confronts her son, Tucker Reed, as he takes on the hero's identity and costume against his mother's wishes. Together, they must navigate through the tragedies of their past with the hope of building a better future. That is, if they don't beat each other senseless first. Written by Ancient Enemies series creator Dan Didio. And art by Jose Luis and Jonas Trindade. I don't know if this is the same Wraith, which I have some comics in the past. I didn't know it was a female. It looked like a male character. In the past, so it might not be the same Wraith that I have, but there's an example of a female character from our past that no one knows about, but yet they're turning into a male character now. Whereas if it was a male character in the past, they'd be turning into female, probably. They have Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumanium Magnet Assortment by Attaboy. They also have an Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium button assortment. Then we got Archie and Friends All-Action One-Shot. This is by Archie Comics, of course. A brand new story kicks off this collection of tales. Mecha Monsters, Heroic Hijinks, an action-packed adventure. In Super Mecha Teens, a giant monster threatens to attack Riverdale and only one teen with some robot help can save the day. Unfortunately, that teen is Archie Andrews, but he doesn't have to do it alone. But who does does he choose? Betty with her rugged self-built mech, or Veronica with her high-tech, high-end robotics? Why not use both of them? (laughs) As all the mechs are being mauled by the monster, Archie must decide in his story In this story, that's Equal Parts, Transformers, and Pacific Rim. Yeah. Transformer, not a fan of. Pacific Rim, it was alright. But, yeah, that's not gonna... I thought for sure I'd be picking up that one. Nope. Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 339, by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, in Mother's Little Helper, the hero She-Fox arrives in Riverdale on an important mission to drive her son Shinji to school. But when terror strikes in the form of a dinosaur supervillain, will She-Fox need some help to take down the T-Rex Tyrant? Next, in Chain of Command, Pure Heart, the Powerful teams up with the Crusaders. But will their powers combined be a match for Bronto, a humanoid rock monster bent on destruction? Eh, don't think I'll be picking that one up either right now. I get so many of those Jumbo Comics Digest given to me, so I'm pretty distinct about which ones I'll pick up. We have armed with dark or armed with madness a graphic novel by self-made hero, reluctant muse and feminist champion heiress, rebel refugee and perhaps the last of the great surrealist artist, Leonora Carrington played many roles in her long and extraordinary life, exchanging her privileged upbringing in pre-war England. For the more exciting elite of paris's 1930s avant-garde she comes to rub shoulders and more with the likes of pablo picasso man ray and salvador Dali, after embarking on a complicated love affair with max ernst but the demons that have both haunted and inspired her work are gathering and when the world goes mad with the outbreak of war and the Nazi invasion, Lenora's own hold on reality collapses into a terrifying, psychotic episode of her own. This new work by acclaimed partnership of Mary and Brian Talbot celebrates the life and career of a truly remarkable artist and woman. Alright, we got Atonement Bell, trade paperback. This is by Red5 Comics. Months after a brutal tragedy, young Jake and his mother travel to St. Louis to visit their estranged family during the holidays. Soon Jake, his cousin Baby Al, and their Bosnian friend Sarah must fight for their very lives when they discover the truth about the city's devastating secret past. Mm -hmm. Alright, we got Avengers Assemble Omega, number one, one one-shot by Marvel Comics. Avengers Assemble, the final chapter. The grand, oversized finale of the most epic battle in the history of Earth's mightiest heroes. Along with being the final issue of Jason Aaron's five-year Avengers run, this features an all-star cavalcade of artists, a veritable smorgasbord of Avengers, and a few last emotional gut punches in the mighty Marvel Manor. I just... I don't know. I just haven't been deeply intrigued or interested by Avengers stories of late. I don't know if... It's a one shot, so it'd be nice to see where they're at, but I don't know. We got Batman and well, I suppose these are ongoing, yeah, screw it. We'll talk about it. Batman and Scooby Doo Mysteries, volume two, number seven, by DC Comics. We got Daphne's martial arts hobby takes center stage and national competition. Gotham's got talent, it's all good until her competitors start being talented. Talent napped, talent napped, so kidnapped, but (laughs) Judge Bruce Wayne calls in Batman, who teams up with the Mystery Incorporated to infiltrate the competition. And they're martial artists, they shouldn't get kidnapped, they should be able to fight back. All right. Got another Archie Comics. We got Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest number 313. Two brand new stories. I think it's 313. You should have a Friday the 13th story in there. But we'll see. First, in Dr. Zardox's Revenge, Dr. Zardox is a villainous old man with a robot that does his bidding. And he's got his sights set on Riverdale. Let's be real here. Who does not The Crusaders and Super Teens will have to team up one more, t- once more, to take him down. Then, in on the web, Veronica Lodge's new designer bag is gone, stolen. Will horrors ne- never cease? Thankfully, Wyatt Raymond, A.K.A. the Web, is here with his tech and sleuthing skills to reunite Veronica with her prized. Possession. Alright. i having no luck with any Archies for me this month so far. Black Demon Tales number one of three by Scout Comics. Chispa. When Mexican naval researcher Belle Gonzalez is wounded in an attack by a massive shark, she dedicates herself to destroying it. But can science eradicate something as ancient and supernatural as the Black Demon? Black Demon Tales is an anthology based on the lore of real Mexican fishermen blended with indigenous beliefs. Now a major motion picture. This is a major motion picture called what? Black Demon maybe? Now, they're always set on killing the sharks. It's like, you're in the shark's territory, jackass. (laughs) Why do they got to die now? It's an awesome, massive shark. Let the thing live. See how big it gets. See if it has babies. They have a Blade Runner 2039, number one to four, Sid Mead Virgin covers pack of comics by Titan Comics. And then we got Blood Blood, Love, Ghost, and a Deadly Spell. Number one by Fair Square Comics LLC. Off of the huge success of his previous comics, you promised me darkness and follow me into darkness. He likes darkness. <laughs> Here's a little gem. Damien Connolly saved for last. Blood, Love, Ghost, and a Deadly Spell is a dark, atmospheric 64-page volume filled with horrific tales from the intimate, in, Im, inimitable mind of Damian Connolly, author of the best-selling hits, You Promised Me Darkness, and Follow Me Into Darkness. The book contains four never-before-seen or self-contained Horror short stories and an illustrated poem that will terrify, unsettle, and astonish. It's one I want my checking out. I like the short stories. I like the extras. We'll see. One I won't be getting: Captain America, Cold War Alpha, Number One, One Shot by Marvel. Get in America. <laughs> I just, I hate the Cold War crap. I'm so sick of it. There's so many stories based on it. It's like, let's move beyond. Let's go to some other eras and start focusing on those. But the revolution starts here. Cold War, Part 1. Bucky Barnes is the Outer Circle's new revolution. And he hasn't en- enacted his deadliest move yet chopped his legs off and put robo-legs on, (laughs) in alliance with Sam Wilson's nemesis, the White Wolf. When Steve Rogers adopted son Ian, a.k.a. Nomad, is abducted by someone Steve thought was a friend, he suspects Bucky's hand at work and calls upon the people who know Ian best, Sam Wilson, Sharon Carter and Misty Knight, to help him get to the bottom of the attack. Has Bucky finally gone too far? Why has Nomad been taken? And what does it have to do with the portal to Dimension Z, opening over a secret battleground in Alaska? The Symbol of Truth and the Sentinel of Liberty reunite for a pulse-pounding crossover event that will make them question everything they believe in and each other. Yeah, yeah. I can't decide who Sam is anymore. He keeps jumping from position to position to position. It's kind of getting that way of Bucky and Rogers too. That just one minute they're cap, one minute they're something else. It's like make up your mind. Just pick a character and stick with it already. We got Captain America Unforgiven, number one one one-shot in Marvel Comics. Captain America, Vampire Hunter, The Forgiven have lost their way. Defeat after defeat has made them bitter and bloodthirsty. And they're starting to like it. Can Captain America bring them back into the light? Or will they give in to their darker nature? Witness the thrilling conclusion to the Unforgiven Saga, if you dare. I think I read something from the Unforgiven Saga. but Don't remember it. We have Carson of Venus, Realm of Dead, number one to three reader pack by American Mythology. If you're looking for some stuff from that character. And then this one I'll will probably be an Archie comic I'll get. We got Chilling Adventures, Cult of that Wilkin, Wilkin Boy, one shot by Archie Comics. Bingo Wilkin is not just a world-renowned musician, he's an icon, an iconoclast, a legend, a leader. He's also a master of manipulation with fans and followers, willing to do his bidding not no matter how evil it may be, I think it's no matter how evil it may be, is too much ever enough when it comes to celebrity? The team behind the Chilling Adventures of Salem return with this psychological thriller about fame and fandom. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It's Cullen Bunn and Dan Schoening. They'll probably get it. They have CIH Presents New Varks One Shot by Aardvark Banaheim. Tired of living in an imperfect world that won't bow to your every privileged North American whim? Hey, who isn't? You won't want to miss this handy guide to building a flawless utopia for everyone, but most particularly for yourself. How to get there, who's in charge, how to get in, how to stay on their good side so you don't end up with the faceless insect-like rabble, utopia. It's never been easier or more worthwhile to attain, and it's going to cost you for for the roadmap is a measly $8 in these inflation-ravaged times. You won't find a better investment. I don't even know what the hell I read. I hate CIH. It's new, so I gotta tell people. There's Cinderella versus Queen of Hearts, number one of three. By Xenoscope Entertainment. It's serial killer princess versus queen of well hearts. In this high octane coming of age bloodbath of a story filled with love. Loss, lost love, lost heads, and, well, quite honestly, a lot of lost things, including someone we won't mention's sanity. So, Cinderella, now back in the real world and looking to make ends meet, is launched into a crown-on-collision with the Queen of Hearts, who is just trying to live life. Sounds fun? We know. So don't miss this crazy, chaotic, cumbersomely summarized story you won't want to miss. And those stories are usually interesting. I'm very picky on which ones I get. Yeah, code name Ric Flair, Magic Eight Ball number one by Scout Comics. The Nature Boy, Rick Flair. A Rolex-wearing, diamond-ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son-of-a-gun, who is regarded by many as the greatest professional wrestler of all time, finally has his own comic series. This brand-new original comic details his fact-or-fiction forays as an international super-spy in the 1980s and 90s. The series purports... That Flair, who did in fact travel around the world for wrestling matches, was also a secret agent for the U.S. government. Using his persona as the ultimate wrestling heel, as the perfect cover. Codename, Ric Flair. Magic 8-Ball follows one of Flair's missions in the late 80s. Retailer incentives, retailers purchase, eh, we don't care about that. Lots of unlocks for retailers if you buy up to a thousand copies of these. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's all they have for information on it. But this I wouldn't mind checking out if it was a one shot. But seeing as it's talking about being an ongoing series, I'm just gonna wait and trade it out maybe. Down the road. We got Count Dante, number one of six by Scout Comics. Sidney Brown relives his years fighting alongside Count Dante, an iconic and controversial karate master from the nineteen seventies. But while the reporter interviewed interviewing him, his excited but while the reporter interviewing him is excited to hear the salacious details of a crazy life, it is clear the time is bittersweet for Brown. You don't even make long, two sentences and you can't even write them without screwing them up. should say, but while the reporter interviewing him is excited to hear the salacious details of a crazy life, it is clear the time is bittersweet for Brown. Yeah. I'm sure that would be a fun one. Scout Comics does good. There's Crossed Badlands Art Deco Big set of five comics by Avatar Press. They have set A and set B, both five comics, and set C and set D. And they're all Art, darko, art Deco sets. They have a set E. And that set F also, all by Avatar Press, all with five comics in them. If you want to get a good collection of crossed comics, that's the way to go. And let's see, let's do one last one. We got the Kryptonols by Blacktooth Comics. The secret war of monsters has begun. La Lorona, the man dog, Spring Heeled Jack, the goat man. Kid Cthulhu, Colt cryptids, monsters, legends. They must come together as the cryptonels to stop El Nango and his legions of evil tulpas, sinister beings created through the power of belief from destroying reality. It's cryptids' first creepy pasta. <laughs> uh, the hell? It doesn't have a number one on it that I see listed, but it's got a number one on the cover. So is it gonna be an ongoing? I would think so if you're gonna have a bunch of different cryptids. But let us know. So we aren't just buying something and then all of a sudden say, oh shit, this can go on forever. Now you're stuck with it. And Sometimes it's easier just to wait for the trades to come out, get a little something extra with it. We'll see. That's it for this round. We'll be back with more in a soon. In a minute. Or sometime. Around the corner. Who knows? Whenever. When I get to it. Talk to you later. All right, let's get back to some more goodies coming out in the future. Starting off with Darkstalkers, Felicia Day, number one one shot. Well, Darkstalkers, Felicia. It'd be cool if it was Felicia Day, though. (laughs) Number one one shot by Udon Entertainment. I don't know if that name sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's. If I heard that company through comics, but it's done by Tim Tim Seeley, so it's got to be good. Uh, Everyone's favorite feline femme, Felicia, stars in her own one-shot adventure. Felicia explores the seedy underworld of Darkstalker society to clear the good name of her lycanthropic best friend. But it may all be for naught if a certain gun-toting red-hooded girl gets to him first. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like Little Red Riding Hood's gonna get herself... A beast. I'm sure that's a fun little story. It's one shot, so I might check it out since it's from Tim Seeley. But we'll see. You gotta support those Wisconsin born artists and writers. We got DC speechless number one. Yeah, ghost over here moving stuff on my desk. It's a one-shot by DC Comics. Gustavo Duarte brings his style of humor to the DC universe in six short stories featuring funny moments in your favorite superheroes' lives. Where does Harley where does Harley buy her mallets? What happens to Superman's radioactive clothes? What's the day off like for Cyborg? Be sure to check this out. Check out this entirely silent comic. So it's going to be no words, but yet show us those storylines. I think it sounds fun. I think I'm going to put that on my list this month. Check that one out. I haven't got nothing. I don't know if I got anything new from DC in a while. <laughs> Dead Mall trade paperback. This is a series I think I wanted to check out. It's by Dark Horse. The Penn Mills Galleria is about to be demolished. Five teens sneak into the mall to take a last look around before it's gone. However, while Penn Mills has been closed for years, the mall is far from abandoned. A night of exploration becomes a shopping spree from hell. The teens must Contend with the sprawling, transformative, cosmic horror of Penmills, mills, or be trapped forever within the dead mall. Collects the four-issue miniseries. It's not what I was thinking. I was thinking it was a zombie-related storyline, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Adam cesaire David Stoll, and Justin Birch. No one that's popping out on me out there. Uh, maybe I'll just wait until I see it in a bargain, bargain bin somewhere. All right, now we got some more of the cable guy characters, and I'm not talking Jim Carrey. (laughs) By exquisite gaming, we have a Deadpool back in black cable guy, and a Deadpool rear cable guy. It's not what you think. He's got his hands curled behind his back so he can hold on to your charging cable. They're cool little characters. I don't know if they're worth the... I mean, they're retailing out at $29.99 a piece. And they are, I think, 8-inch figures, 7, 8-inch figure. So that's not too bad size-wise, but it looks like it only hold, each character only holds one charging cable. And if you're anything like me, I got a dozen different charging cables because of all the stupid different heads that they use so yeah i'd have to get like one of every character just to keep up with all my cables that could add up to a little pricey adventure But they are cool looking and fun to put on your desk and stuff all right we got deep cuts number one by image comics New Orleans, 1917, in the city's bustling red-light district. A young clarinet player lands a job with his hero, but he'll soon discover there's more to the music business than playing the right notes. Join writers Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark and an all-star cast of artists for six double-length issues that weave stories of struggle, joy, and hope. Through the History of Jazz. Register Pitch, a whip-smart new miniseries that's perfect for music fans searching for a story with with depth and redemption. That sounds fun, but it sounds it's going to be a six-run double set of comics. I think I'm going to wait and see what the trade looks like when it comes out. That definitely sounds like a entertaining storyline i'm into the music scene right now with comics i really enjoy what they've been doing and i think i'm gonna go back and pick up some that i missed in the past and get caught up on those see if i can find them in some deal deal racks or something but it's that time of year starting to get close to spring we got the milwaukee mighty con coming up in february Hopefully go to that and then hopefully we'll have a couple other shows just before spring, early spring that will pop up. I know C2E2 is coming to Chicago, but I can't do that because that's an overnight event. I can only get away for a few hours of the cracks. So otherwise, I would gladly go to C2E2 this year, check things out. It's close enough. Hop on the train. Go right there. Get a hotel connected to the convention center. Uh, Still a thought. (laughs) I would definitely like to go. I just don't know how to work it out. All right. We got Disney Villain Scar number one by Dynamite Entertainment. A startling new vision. Starring Disney's greatest villain, set with, I thought the greatest villain was Cruella, Cruella de Bill. Uh, set within the world of The Lion King, Eisner and Ringo award-winning author Chuck Brown and stunning artist Trevor Fraley, tell a tale of fire and fury centered on an enraged scar unable to accept that he will never be king. Not so long as Mufasa and his new son inhabit Pride Rock. A plan is starting to formulate within Scar's corrupt mind. Which will bring him face to face with the mysterious shaman Rafiki. And then Scar can eat up the (laughs) son and the king. (laughs) Uh, That was just my little added thing. I get it, Scar. I know where you're coming from, man. Take him out. You can do it. All right. Dr. Atomic, the pipe and dope book, number one, One one-shot by Image Comics. Completely remastered for a new generation, the stoner's do-it-yourself guide to making pipes, building a greenhouse, the care and maintenance of home-growing, how to make hashish, and much, much more. Whether you're new to the culture or a seasoned veteran, this is the only reference book you'll ever need. Yeah. I might check it out since it's only a one-shot and it's with the discount, it's pre-order discount, it's only a couple bucks, but and you can get all that information if you ever need it, right? For free, offline, and uh, it's been done to death, but if they would have done it a few years back, they'd get arrested for it. But now it's all okay, so everybody's coming out with the shit again and making money off it. They had some cool Big Daddy Roth items out this month, including Ed Big Daddy Roth Surfink Model Kit by Atlantis Model Company. It's going to be hard for me not to pick up one of these Big Daddy Roth model kits, since it just brings back my teenage days. Elvira 40th Anniversary Trading Card Set Wax Pack by Dynamite Entertainment. I don't know if that's the same set that was just out not long ago. Then we got Escape the Living Dead. Nightmare's Bag set of five comics from Avatar Press. They have some cool body knockers out there this month, including Exorcist body knocker Regan by NECA with her puke all over outfit. Uh, Speaking of Exorcist, we have Exorcist Never Die, number one of six from Mad Cave Studios. Sid Miller and Ellen Blair are the world's two premier combat exorcists. The only problem, after a nuclear breakup years ago, they can't stand each other. But when the biggest soul auction in history kicks off beneath Los Angeles, Sid and Ellen have no choice but to come together to raid the Hellscraper, an infernal tower going straight down into Earth. With thousands of souls on the line, Sid and Ellen must fight their way to the bottom or die trying. (sighs) Sounds like a fun story, but again, six issues. I can get the trade for probably half the price. I think I'll wait. And there was a rumor for a while there during COVID times that they're just going to start pumping trades out and get away from some of the single issues coming out with the trades right off the bat. And Don't know what ever happened to that. It seems like they started with a few and then just stopped. All right, we got Expanse Dragon Tooth number one by Boom Studios. Picking up after the final season of the acclaimed and beloved sci-fi series and filling in the missing years between The Expanse, Babylon's Ashes, and The Expanse, Persepolis Rising, the secret history of your favorite characters are revealed for the first time. Everything comes together in this epic 12-issue story tying together the threads of the show and answering lingering questions that will bring readers and viewers alike far beyond the stellar horizon. Across this monumental maxi-series, superstar comics writer Andy Diggle, Green Lanterns, well, he did Green Lanterns and James Bond, and artist Rubin broadens the expanse universe in ways that will change how fans view the entire series forever. Coming out with a lot of Star Trek stuff. Past couple catalogs I've noticed. We have F-A-F-H-R-D, Fawford and the Gray Mouse Mouser Omnibus Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. Fritz Leiber ranks among the giants of fantasy and science fiction visionaries, capturing multiple Hugo, Nebula, and world fantasy awards and influencing a generation of writers. And his most renowned creations are the swashbuckling Fafhrd and the Grey Mouser stories. Collected here are adaptations of some of the finest of these sword and sorcery tales, including the Hugo and Nebula Award-winning I'll Meet in, or Ill Met in Lochmar by comics legend Howard Chaykin, Mike mignola I thought Mike had a hand here just by this cover art, Dennis O'Neill, L. Williamson, and more. Join the hulking barbarian and the diminutive rogue as they battle swordsmen, necromancers, and flayguns of strong drink. Some of the greatest work in fantasy by a true master, says Newsrama. Yeah. Mike Magnolia. Related items can always be, be very interesting. We got Fantasy Comics number one by Antarctic Press. Adventure Finders. Diebold. That makes no sense. It's a dream come true. A new fantasy-focused title from Antarctic Press. Adventure Finders. I don't know who that is. Fantasy master Rod Espinosa weaves an action-packed story of a small-town girl and her friends who want to make it big as renowned fighters. Clariette is part Barbie, part Xena, and all heart. Out to make... The world a better place, her cousin Jolf and Dorian is an apprentice wizard with a love of adventure and good food. When they meet a newcomer, the priestess sister Ariara, Papal Benassi, their life's taken an erupt ch- change. Uh, this is confusing the hell out of me. Dibold. It's Ed the Talking Head. He's lost his head, but he ain't dead. And so begins the search for Ed's head when he ain't got nobody to help. (laughs) This sounds interesting, but confusing his head. I guess guess Adventure Finders and Diabol were the two-story names, which makes sense. But the way they wrote it was like it was the artist and writer and it was very confusing all right fearless dawn keeping up with bringing stuff out every month which is awesome we have fearless dawn cold one shot by Asylum Press that Steve Mannion's doing a wonderful job bringing these out and they're a lot of fun uh, after the battle of Alamo prison Fearless Dawn finds herself in a cold and desperate land. Events literally and figuratively go sideways in this latest installment of Fearless Dawn. And you should see what happens to One-Eyed Hans. Fans of Dave Stevens, Betty Page, The Goon, and Good Girl, Bad Girl comics will love this book. Written and drawn in landscape format by artist and creator Steve Mannion, All told in glorious black and white. And these have just been wonderful stories. I'm curious what she's going to do. Is she going to actually bundle herself up in the cold weather? Because she can't run around in her bra and panties out there. Well, yeah, she can. She's done it before. (laughs) And you can get those in regular or signed editions. Usually every time they come out with the new Fearless Dawn item, they offer to sign ones. Which I like, on the set I got, I got the signed ones of the set of four run a little while back. I've been talking about it on the podcast, and they come with uh, extra little cards also. So, I mean, for a little extra bump in price, it's worth a signature and some extra freebies, good goodies, not freebies, you're paying for it, but not really, because you're getting a signature, so. Be worse something someday, which I don't see why it won't, because like they say, I put Fearless Dawn right up there with Betty Page. So all right, we got first three one shot by Kex Publishing. The age of humanity begins. The first three people on Earth burst out of a rock womb to find themselves in a paradise of talking animals and obedient firewood. But two men and one woman is one man too many etch and enough never is. <laughs> Inspired by the real life creation legends of the Ta- Ta'al people of Taiwan introducing legendary Taiwanese artist Chang Shen and Western audiences or two Western audience, audiences for the first time. It's like two guys and one girl, that makes no sense, I mean, I and mean, yes, you can have two different fathers that way, but I think you'd be better off having two different mothers, and that way you're able to reproduce more, but yeah, don't know. I'll have to listen and hear about that one. They have a Five Nights at Freddy Foxy vinyl statue from Funko. Which is kind of cool. It's got the Foxy character with a background. uh, Like coming out of the curtains type thing. It's like, boo, I'm here. But yeah, those Five Nights at Freddy characters, they... They usually have some fun ones. Including Five Nights at Freddy's Snap Nightmare Bonnie figure from Funko. And these are all from Funko. They have Five Nights at Freddy's Snap Nightmare Chica Toy Chica 2-Pack. the nice thing is you get extra heads, extra body parts and stuff. Change them up. Five Nights at Freddy's Snap Nightmare Security Room playset. And then we got... A flip out Fred Flypogger model kit. Another one over Big Daddy kits from Atlantis Model Company. And we got Frank Frazetta, Tales of Science Fantasy number one from Opus Comics. The stunning debut of a new quarterly anthology series. Each issue focusing on another masterpiece by the godfather of fantasy art, Frank Frazetta. In this story, inspired by the painting Alien Crucifixion, New York Times best-selling author Denton J. Tipton, and exciting newcomer from Spain, Miguel Angel Ruiz, chronicle the final days of a brutal planetary dictator pursued by enemies and allies alike. Hey, Frank Frazetta, awesome artist. But I don't know. I have some Frazetta books, but I don't know if I ever read them. So, but I wouldn't mind checking one out. I know he's got a variety of things that have been popping up lately. Uh, we have Franklin and Ghost, number one of eight, by SourcePoint Press. In anticipation of the upcoming animated series, Franklin and Ghost are back, remastered in a brand new format, in a last-ditch effort to see more of the universe before accepting their inevitable, inevitably boring lives as miners on their home planet, Dephelion. Franklin and Ghost steal a ship, and head out for one last adventure. When they accidentally crash to Earth, they seek shelter in the bodies of a couple unsuspecting hosts. Hell-bent on having a good time, they start a rage-filled quest, putting them on the radar of galactic police forces. Interesting-looking pair of characters. Yeah, a flaming, floating skull, a female gun toting, demon hunting looking gal, and a fox walking around smoking a cigarette and playing with hand grenades and pistols. Yeah, might be fun. We'll see. Gonna be an animated series that'll be more, more fun probably to watch. That, but this is one of eight, so that's gonna be a trade. We got Garth Ennis, 303 Platinum Big Set of six comics from Avatar Press and ginormous cock, cocky, <laughs> K-O-K-J-U, number one, by Image Comics. The despicable Deadpool team reunites to give the world the giant monster attack story that movies and TV are too squeamish to show you. This is a tale of woe about a monster with physical needs. It needs a restroom. It needs food, too. And most unfortunately, it needs sexual satisfaction. The only thing standing in its way are the men and women of science. We're proudly flying our M rating for violence, mild gore, sexual situations, nudity, dubity, turds, comedy, trauma, and, um, some very tasteful swearing. (laughs) Oh, what are they getting at with this one? Yeah, that sounds definitely interesting. Might have to see what's up with that. At least check out the first issue. Don't know if, how many they'll go with. But we'll see. We got Gods of Brutality trade paper, comic, tag card, and comic by Scout Comics. <clears throat> Again, they're doing some more of those tag cards, so you get digital versions. Ver- virgins, versions. 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 And I still don't understand. Do you get a co- an actual comic and the digital card for the digital comic? I, I'm assuming. But they just don't word it that way. But. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 toddler Groot cable guy character from a Gaming to hold your charging cable on your desk or wherever. And we got the Great British Bump Off, number one, by Dark, Cor- Dark Horse Comics. Can't talk all of a sudden. An Agatha Christie-style murder mystery set in the world of English competitive baking. From Giant Day's John Allison and Max Sarin when she enters her country's most beloved baking competition, Shauna Wickles' goal is to delight the judges, charm the nation, and make a few friends along the way. But when a fellow contestant is poisoned... It fall, falls to her to apprehend the culprit while avoiding premature elimination from the UK bakery tent and being the poisoner's next victim. Ooh. Sounds like a fun little crime drama. Alright, got Green Arrow starting a new run. We got volume 8, number 1 by DC Comics. The Emerald Archer is lost, and it will take Oliver Queen's whole family to find him, but dangerous forces are determined to keep them apart at any cost. Spinning, spinning Out of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, Green Arrow by DC architect Joshua Williamson and artist Sean Izasky is an action-packed adventure across the DCU that sets the stage for major stories in 2023. Well, la dee so We're going to see a bunch of characters. Old and new, I'm sure. This whole magical Lazarus thing, I think a bunch of them are going to lose their powers too eventually. Who knows? We'll have to see if I'm right or wrong. We have Gretel, Mortal Vices by Xenoscope Entertainment. When Caliber is reluctantly reunited with members of her estranged family, Gretel must help her come to terms with her horrific past while continuing to uncover the intricate layers of Mother Margaret's schemes. But will they survive their latest startling discoveries? You'll have to read it to find out. A lot of those one-shots are fun. Uh, we can do one more, I think. Grim Fairy Tales number 71 by Xenoscope Entertainment. As the fallout of the Dark Ones return settles upon the Grim universe, the released chaos has begun to crumble what little stability our heroes have been hanging onto. Now Sky and her team at Arcane, Acre must scramble to protect humanity from his wraith, her wrath. As he aims to complete his malevolent, malevolent scheme. But is it too late? Who knows? But I can't speak. So we're going to end it here, and I'll get back with more soon.